It's the Over 40 Shorty Podcast with your host, Tina V. Hey, this is Tina V, and I'm the Over 40 Shorty. Over 40 Shorty. We're going to talk about love, life, aging, pain. But I can no longer eat all the sugar and carbs and all that and expect to still maintain a decent-looking body. Over 40 Shorty. Hormones, men, dating, friendships. I try not to judge my friends when they make decisions that I don't think I would if I were in that situation. Here's your over 40 shorty girl, Tina B, 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 B. Hey, this is the over 40 shorty podcast with your host, me, Tina B. And I'm sitting here talking with a good friend of mine. I met her through a mutual friend, Lisa, who went to college with me, C-A-U, Go Panthers! And um, we met about 10 years ago on a trip. Our mile, We had a milestone birthday trip to Puerto Rico. And Lisa brought her along and we just clicked. She is just like a bomb person. She's easy to talk to. She's fun to talk to. Not only that, she has two boys. One's 14 and the other one is 20. And Amir fits smack dab in the middle of it. She's also newly single. She's uh, recently divorced and she's single like me. So now we have even more to talk about because we're out here dating and we get to go and bounce things off of each other. I used to always be the one when we go on the trips. I'm the only one who's single, single. Everybody else is married and I'm just like, ah, but you know, it's cool. I love them. They're my girls and we kick it. They never make me feel um, any type of way for being single. A couple of them was like, damn, I wish I was single again. <laughs> <laughs> so I want to introduce y'all to my friend from Miami, Florida, Tiny. Say hey, Tiny's. Hey, everybody. Thanks for having me, Tina. Hey, girl. So we're going to talk today a little bit. We're going to talk about interracial dating. Um, since we're back out there and trying to find the next love of our lives, um, I have been really talk, thinking about, you know, opening that dating pool and increasing that dating pool. Right now, I just date black men because that's all I know. You know, I grew up in Minneapolis, Minnesota, North Side, <laughs> and, <laughs> and um, Minnesota, as you get, as you know, it's primarily a white state, but my neighborhood wasn't white. It was black. However, when I grew up in school and in elementary school, my best friends were white. I was a foster child at birth for a little while, for a couple of years. Um, and my godparents or my foster parents were white and they loved me dearly. They loved me dearly. So I often question, I don't understand why I haven't explored this earlier, you know, being that they were around, they weren't around in my, in my immediate surroundings, but they, but white men were there. And let me, let me clear something up. Whenever I talk about interracial dating, I always go to black woman, white man, or white man, black woman. Don't ask. I mean, I said the same thing, didn't I? Or a black man, white woman. Uh-huh. The opposite. Okay. <laughs> the opposite. So mm-hmm. that I mean, that in and of itself right there shows the narrowness and my limited thinking around this. OK, because there are tons of other races. There's there's or nationalities. I, I get them confused. But people that basically people that are different from me, people that have grown up in different environments. I even consider Africans as another race nationality, um, Asian, white, all of that. Bottom line is I only talk to black American men and I want to change that. And I want to change my view, my views on that. I um, do. I find 
men of other races gorgeous and fine? Hell yeah. <laughs> I think they fine. And I look at them. I mean, yes, uh, la- yes, girl. Last year I had, I took a picture of a white guy that I was stalking. Not really, but I just thought he was so <laughs> fine at the Apple store. Oh my gosh. I had to post him on Facebook. He was so, he was just so fine to me. Like I do like, again, there I go to a white man, but there's some fine Asian men. Like the guy that's on insecure, he fine as hell. Mm-hmm. You know, there's a lot. Um, that are attractive to me. So that's not it. So um, with this conversation with Tiny, I hope to get to the bottom of that. And she helps me see, a, you know, get a better perspective on what, you know, why I'm so closed minded when it comes to this. So Tiny, um, mm-hmm. I know that you live in South Florida. Have you right. ever have you ever dated outside of our race? I have. And, you know, being in South Florida, we're of the Latin races are here. You've got Haitian. I mean, you've got everybody here. We've got our own little mm-hmm. melting pot of different people here, Asians, whatever you have it. Uh-huh. So my, like my very first boyfriend was a Hispanic guy. He what? was Cuban. He was Cuban. Yes. Okay. You know, we got okay. the Cubans, the Puerto Ricans or whatever. So he was Cuban. My very first boyfriend, the love of my life, Frankie Fernandez. Hey, Frankie. Yes, that was when I was 17 years old. So my first introduction, introduction was to Latin, to Latin men. When I was in elementary school, my mother taught at a predominantly Hispanic school. And I went to school where she taught. So there was my introduction into nothing but mostly Hispanic guys. So naturally, that's who I would be attracted to. Because that was available, right? That's what that's it what was, was available. There. And that's what I saw. And that you were so, exposed to. Okay. Exactly. Exposure had a lot to do with it. So once I ventured yeah. into my elementary stage and high school, that's when I got more open and more exposure to black guys, white guys or whatever. And there were white guys that I was attracted to. Did you feel like you had to act? Okay. So since you were in a... You were in elementary school. I think when we're really, really young, we are m- more open-minded than we are. we are as we age. So as a as a young, as an adolescent, as a young girl, you had the opportunity to meet and become a part of another nationality and, and have that experience. So when you went, when you were dating him, how did his family take you in? Because that's one of my fears too, is that that they'll judge me. You know, you kind of like when you go, like when you go to work, when you go to work, you know, black girl, black people, we're real, you know, um, what do you call it? Um, Double personality, two personalities. We go to work, we're speaking one way. And the other way, we're speaking (laughs) a whole different, whole nother way. Right. Uh, Hey, girl. Hey, girl. Hey. Right. Uh Uh-huh. So that's what I'm saying. You know, good good morning, Betty. How are you? How was your weekend? Oh, it was great. You know what I mean? Kind of like, you know, kind of like how you talking on this podcast Mm. right now. (laughs) I'm using all my good vocabulary words. Yeah, I'm I'm busting you out. I'm busting you out. Kind of like that. Kind of like how you're speaking on this podcast. But how do... (laughs) So, Chinese... Touche. So, Chinese, please explain to me how his family reacted to Frankie bringing a young African-American girl to the household. They were very, very loving. (laughs) I'm telling you, listen, I think, and like I was, I think it's all about exposure because I also believe that he too was exposed to a lot of black women. Okay. I think, I think they find us just as attractive as we find them. And I believe that difference is, I think the big difference is they're not afraid to go for it. And we sometimes are. 
I reserved exactly. And you know, and why do you and why do you think that is? I, th- I wonder if it's because you know, like your mom growing up. I'm not saying your mom. Mm-hmm. I'm saying in general, yeah, yeah, yeah. black in mom general. saying don't bring. Mm-hmm. You know, looking at you crazy when yeah. you bring somebody else around. I remember one of my, one of my friends was dating this white guy. Boy, <laughs> they used to talk so much shit about wow. her with this white guy. But they'll turn around and be with a white person, a white girl, mm-hmm. or an Asian girl, or a Latina right. girl, and we're okay. Exactly. And we're we're okay with it. We're supposed we're to be okay. okay with it. Everybody's not okay with it. I right. am like who you like. Do what you do. But you know what I'm saying? There's always a double standard. It seems like with black women, we have another another conversation about that too. Because ugh. Yeah. anyway, we're held to high and low pedestals. Well, I think I think sometimes I think sometimes we put those strains on ourselves too. True. And sometimes we need to True. just we need to just venture out there. We need True. to just go for it. Yeah, because a lot of times we're afraid to just lay our hair down and just experience shit. You know what I mean? Exactly. You know what I'm you know what I'm afraid of? Yeah. I'm mm-hmm. afraid of being judged. This is what I right. and because this is the thing. This is how the person that I'm dating who is not of in the same race as I or come mm-hmm. at the same nationality. I told you I confused the two. Who, who ain't like me. Right. If I go over there and they treat me a certain kind of way, I'm probably going to act a certain way. If I feel some kind of way, I'm, I might pop, pop off. off. And I don't want, <laughs> exactly. And I don't want the angry <laughs> black woman to come up, even right. though they provoke you and make you right. feel a certain way. Oh, when yeah. you pop off on their ass, now right. you the, now you the mad black woman. And they scared. Okay. They and they scared. They fear for their lives. I feel for my safety. Mm-hmm. And you know, all I'm going to do is cuss you out. Now, if them words going to kill you, then okay, right. then you, you may as well go on and arrest me because I got some right. I got some words. I got a mouth full of them for you. Okay. Right. So that plays a big part of it. Secondly, you know, I, I want to feel comfortable. I don't feel comfortable. I want to be able to just speak the way I normally speak. I want to talk mm-hmm. the way I want to talk. I want to say what I want to say without... You know, the the funny, uncomfortable giggles mm-hmm. when you say things or if, if I use a slang word and, you know, right. the eyes, you know, I just don't want that. Is, is all of this hypothetical? Yes, it is, because I have I have had these experiences from like being at work and friends, but I'm not even sure if that's even coming from a judgmental place. I'm not even sure it's coming from that place. They're probably just cracking up like, oh my God, like, did she just really say that? Because this girl's crazy. You know what I mean? She's funny as hell. You know, that kind of thing. Right. I think we need to really just kind of give ourselves a break. Yeah. You know, especially at this age in our lives. Here we are hitting 50. We don't look like we're 50. We look good. And I think we just need to embrace it. Go for it. Whoever approaches you. If you're attracted to them, go for it. And we do get caught up in... uh, Worrying about what everybody else is going to think. Caring about what people say. Caring about what people think. I'm big on that. I think that hinders us so much. And for me, that's what I'm trying to get away from. Yeah, me too. If I'm attracted to him, he's attracted to me. I'm going to go for it. And I think that's with any situation. If it's something you want to do, do it. Forget about it being a norm. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, exactly. Do you your thing. Good, yeah. Do your if thing, Shawty. You do your good. thing. <laughs> that's right. If it makes you feel good, do it. I don't care what it is. I don't care I who agree. it is. Do it. I agree. Just love who you love and just be yes. free about it. And I'm, I'm trying to get there. I'm trying to get there. I've been approached by, you know, um, guys of other races before, but I kind of mm-hmm. shied away from them. You know, I had an African guy who wanted to talk to me. But, you know, I mean, seriously, even African men and their families 
their families are funny acting to uh, black American women too. It's a different culture. Yeah, it's, it's a, a totally culture. different culture. So we, I, so basically, I guess right, just that right there lets me know that hey, it's the same in every race or nationality. We all have these prejudgments about the other person, and we basically just need to stop it, cut it out, throw it yeah. out the window, and get to know the person for who they are, each individual, and stop trying to group and everybody into one and say they gonna be that, which is what I was doing. Right. They gonna be. Right. They gonna judge me. They gonna so. Yeah, and, well, and I'm, I'm and I'm a good woman. So yeah. why? So what? They need to see me and see me for who I am. And if they love it, they love it. If they don't, if they, they don't. don't. They and don't. I'm okay Move with it. The just next one. Exactly. Just don't say nothing sideways. Slick out your mouth to me. Okay. <laughs> you know what? We could take a we could take a real good lesson from our kids. I know me personally. I've looked at my oldest son dating mm-hmm. a wide array of of young young ladies. He's dated uh-huh. Jamaican, Cuban, black. He's mm-hmm. dated them all. And I think in their culture, that's the norm for them. It doesn't it matter. And it they're is. so comfortable with it whomever is. they're with. You know, the girls and the guys. Yes. And I think that a lot of that part, you know, where the parents tell the kids not to bring home a certain nationality comes from the fear right. of that certain parent. Type. Because I'm going I'm to tell you, let yeah. me tell you something now. Tina B., uh, lay down some rules, some some mm-hmm. rules with her son, and I'm going to be open and I'm going to be very transparent. Mm-hmm. I, when I was growing up, there were a lot of things, and I know you know this. Back in the day, when a black guy, my friends, I'm just going, I'm talking from experience. I've had black right. friends who dated white guys, and I mean white guys, white women. Mm-hmm. Again, here I go with the white women because that's all I'm. I know I don't know about you know the other ones like my cousin. He dated all types, but this particular situation, these were white women, white girls. I'm going to mm-hmm. be transparent here, right. you know, because when I back in the day, whenever a black guy got with a white woman or a white girl, mm-hmm. when I whenever I would see anything on the news, it was always a news story about the black man allegedly mm-hmm. raping this mm-hmm. white girl and mm-hmm. it just always goes back to me of back in the day in the slave days yeah. all those yeah. movies and stuff mm-hmm. how you couldn't even you know the black man couldn't eat would be home couldn't even look at a white woman you know yeah. what I'm saying and so yeah. I still have that fear because I'm like Amir don't do it you know it. but I'm gonna be honest I didn't really say that to him in so many words what I really tried to instill in him honestly was don't deny a black woman your love simply because she's black. We have a wide array of shades. If you go with a white woman because you love her, that's Mm -hmm. one thing. But just to go to a white woman because she's white or go to an Asian because she's Asian or Latina Mm -hmm. or whatever. Mm -hmm. No, you can find a woman, a black woman, if it's about color, we come in all mm-hmm. shades, boo boo. We come right. in, we come in light, light, very light. We and come in dark, 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 very dark, dark, and everything mm-hmm. in, between. in between. So yeah. I really taught him, like when he was growing up, I really didn't want him to have a stigma against dark skinned women. So when he was younger, whenever mm-hmm. that there'd be a dark woman on TV, I'd be like, oh, she's beautiful. I mean, starting from like right. age two, I'd be right. like, oh, she right. is gorgeous. She's beautiful. Do you think she's beautiful? So, or even a light skin. Oh, she's beautiful. You see, she's beautiful. Oh, you see, her she's brown skin she's beautiful so Mm -hmm. different sizes skinny right fat chunky whatever all of that so now you can i can see that that's evident in amir's dating he'll Mm -hmm. date the sizes don't matter he's brought a a, a thickums up in here 
right. thick like me. <laughs> he done brought a thickums up in here like me. He went to prom with somebody who's dark. He went to his eighth grade dance with somebody who's light. And so I never brought up that. That's this conversation is bringing that part. It was that I never really bought brought up the race issue um, okay. outside of the fact that you can choose somebody within your own race. I do want him mm-hmm. to love whoever loves him, whoever lo- he loves. I just want them to love them back. I'm not right. sure how I would react if he were to bring an Asian in here, a Latino or, mm-hmm. uh, you know, a white person, a white woman, a white girl in here. I, I don't know. I, I wouldn't act funny with him, but I would no, still wouldn't. have but those, you know pre, what, Tina, it those would prejudgments. Come yeah. yeah, but it would come natural to you. Jordan's my oldest. His first girlfriend, like his mother, was a Latin girl. OK, he had dated other girls before that. But this was the one that he really fell hard for. OK. And, and let me tell you something. They embraced my son so much i went over they had birthday parties they invited me they made me feel so at home it didn't matter race this that and the other mm-hmm. there were other people of color there whatever you want to call it they just made you feel so welcome and with them well with him because he's the one that's really dating my youngest is not there yet right but with him i did not go to the whole um you need to get uh, a black girl and only date uh-huh. black women and things like that because my going up through elementary school and like you say exposure yeah. going through elementary school middle school high school you had a more diverse he had a wide array of mm-hmm. people to be around different mm-hmm. cultures and all of that he dated black girls white girls whatever whatever but that's the one he you know called himself quote unquote in love with and that was his right. girlfriend so fast forward you know what i'm saying i just yeah. try, and i used to i used to tease him at times and be like don't you want somebody to look like your mama you know and i would go there right. and, you know we'd have that little conversation <laughs> right. and he started laughing but he knew that i was kidding but yeah. at the same time sometimes you kind of be like all right i want you to get that little african american girl it doesn't matter what she looked like just get her and and, and gravitate towards that but at the end of the day, it's about who loves who you, loves who's going to exactly. treat you the way that you exactly. deserve to be treated. Because I think I that's what really what it goes back to is that we oh, want absolutely. some with comfortability and familiarity, mm-hmm. familiarity. Oh, yeah. You know, oh, yeah. I can I can I can relate to a young black girl. I, I'm not so sure. And I'm sure I could relate to other races and nationalities, you know, younger mm-hmm. girls too. I just got to give it a chance. It's just, you know, again, I'm just talking about my history. Just like um, when I was younger, when I was in high school, I was in a child development class. Mm-hmm. And in our high school and this other high school, white I'm going to call it a white high school. My school, high school was a black high school. They had right. this desegregation program go, that goes on in every trimester. You had to spend one trimester in the white school and the white kids would have to spend a trimester at the black school. Okay. So I happened to be, you know, I was in, in, it was my trimester to go to this white school and I was in child development. Okay. Now it's a white school. So all the kids were white. There was this one little girl, one baby girl in there. She had, she wasn't even walking yet. So she was probably, well, she may have been walking. She may have been around one and she loved me. So I would play with her and all that, you know, but I would still, it would be a level of distance between her, Mm -hmm. even though I played with her and, but she was just attracted to me. Every time I would come in that class, she was coming to Tina B. Okay. And so I loved her. I would play with her all the time. And one day she just naturally reached up and kissed me on my lips. How sweet. Girl, you know what? This is so crazy. <laughs> you know, this is how much stuff we you put in your kids' minds when you're young. Just just right. how these experiences play in their minds. Mm-hmm. Up until I was 13, 14, I'm thinking that 
a white person's kiss felt different than a black person's kiss. Wow. How crazy is that? And I didn't realize yeah. it until she kissed me. And I was like, oh, and I, I mean, I think I actually said it out loud. It I caught was like, you Ugh. by surprise. Yeah, I was it like, oh, surprise. Yeah, not oh, nasty. I was just like, oh, right, right. It was just like, uh-huh. a, like, oh, like, oh. <laughs> and I was like, I thought I remember this distinct thought. Her kiss felt just like mine. Mm-hmm. Her kiss felt like any other kiss that there I've received. Go. And that yeah. was the first time that I had started to see and started to look out there, you know, look in the world mm-hmm. as or look at other nationalities as not being different. I don't right. know. I mean, like, well, I I wish I could go back and ask. I wish I could go back and ask my younger self, like, wh- how do you before that happened? Mm-hmm. How do you view other races? Like, what do you mm-hmm. think about what do you think is different? from them yeah what made you respond like that what made me yeah where did i get that from because my mom Mm -hmm. never walked around talking about white people did this or white people did that Mm -hmm. of course we had some level of that now i ain't gonna be um lying on on air Uh, you know i'm gonna be a transparent there were there are some things that were said you know just in general that you say oh you know that's white people you know that just like the Mm -hmm. whole thing they don't season their food but i've had some stuff from some white people at some white potlucks that was good as hell that was good i was just ready to say yeah and very well and, and they like and they like our collard greens and all our love exactly stuff, as much as we do exactly sure do. you know yeah. what i mean so mm-hmm. i mean hey basically maybe they don't season their food because they're more health conscious shit we need yeah. a lesson that seasoning we need to lighten up on the lowers up, up here with all this diabetes <laughs> look diabetes high blood yeah. pressure we don't need to be seasoning shit that's right exactly. so <laughs> find so, something other than salt there you go exactly so mm-hmm. you know with that being said I'm just I'm just you're helping me I'm glad that you're helping me to open up this entire dialogue and help me to see to open my eyes a little bit more and and so I can open increase that dating pool and recognize when somebody is genuinely interested in me instead of focusing so much on the what ifs um, Mm -hmm. I think that you know maybe what other people think exactly if we love each other because my friend from college let me tell you this story too my friend from college she I remember we were talking about her when she was dating she, we were talking on the phone and she was talking about this guy she's dating this guy she's dating she's guy she's dating so I automatically assumed he was black we'd be talking and all this stuff and I'd be like girl what oh, you know mm-hmm. so one day we were talking and she said well I gotta tell you something and I was like well you pregnant you know, she's like, no, I'm, girl, I'm guessing all this stuff. You right. said, said, you did, you did, no. And she said, it's about him. And I was like, what about him? Because mm-hmm. I was like, girl, you got your black doctor. He, she was like, he's white. I was like, oh, girl. <laughs> You know, like, oh, girl, that's it. Right, right, right. You know, I can accept it. And that's the thing. I can accept it more for somebody else, but I never even consider it for myself. Mm -hmm. And that has got to change. And and by having this dialogue and this conversation with you, Miss Tinies, has definitely sending me on the right path. Good. I just think we all need to be a little more open, even myself included, especially at this age and this this point in my life, you know, being divorced two years and just getting Mm -hmm. back out here in the dating world. Mm -hmm. I'm just trying to be as open as I can to whatever and whoever comes my way because goodness comes in all shapes, forms and colors or whatever. And I think we just need to embrace it and, you know, just try it and accept it and who knows what's going to happen. Girl, you better use some vocabulary words. You are absolutely <laughs> right. 
Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. You gonna let me use my vocabulary? <laughs> <laughs> but you're absolutely right. I'm poking fun. I'm poking fun, but you are absolutely 100% right. I need to yes. open, you know, get these cataracts off. Apparently, I got there some cataracts go. on. These dating take, no, cataracts take, take off. Take them blinders off, girl. Take get these blinders off, off girl. Yes. Get, get, and open up and look at the peripheral and, and see what's mm-hmm. out there. And That's just right. get out there and meet new people. You know, That's it's going to give us more opportunities to do more things and see more things. So True. I appreciate you talking to me today, Tynese. Thank you for having me. And your good use of vocabulary words. <laughs> I just want to give you Any another time. shout out. I want to give you another shout out for the. Vo- I want to shout out to the vocabulary what? words listen, in the back. One time, listen, one time for that family education. Thank hey, you. Hey, 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 girl. Go Rattlers. Girl, they did good. Look, that's my CAU. They did good. <laughs> now, I'm just kidding. Don't even play my alma mater like that. <laughs> well, again, I want to just thank everybody for listening. Tynese and I had some great dialogue talking about interracial dating. We'll have to exchange notes later once we once because because Tynese she's been talking to Hispanic guys, but mm-hmm. she got to go out there and, and try some white guys too, Asian, Somali, Africans, whatever. We just got to get out there and meet people and, and just have fun doing it. Sounds good. This is the Over Forty Shorty podcast with your host Tina B. You can follow me at the Facebook page, the Over Forty Shorty, as well as Instagram, the Over Forty Shorty. Thank you all for listening and I'll see you soon please provide feedback if you have any on this episode as well as subscribe I look forward to talking and having more conversations next week until then be blessed the over 40 shorty produced and edited by Reggie Fine Virtual Studios Dallas Texas executive producer Tina B catch all of the over 40 shorty podcast with Tina B on iTunes Stitcher Google Play Facebook and all of your social media outlets The Over 40 Shorty, part of the Tina B Network.